Welcome to Local St. Charles. This podcast is done in conjunction with the Greater St. Charles County Chamber of Commerce and focuses on local businesses, their successes, their stories, and their challenges. The Local St. Charles podcast is produced by Changescape Web. Hello, everybody. I'm your host, Ken Tucker with Changescape Web. Today, I'm joined by Rachel Zimmerman of Zimmerman Benefits. Hi, Rachel. Great to see you. Hello. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I always enjoy talking with you. You always enlighten me in numerous ways, so I'm really excited that you could join us as a guest today. What I would like to start out with is just finding out a little bit more about your company and what you do. Well, I am a health insurance broker or employee benefits broker, as if you will. So I do offer individual health insurance, dental vision, and those kind of things, but I also offer insurance for groups, employment groups to the chamber benefit plan, some of those kind of different things that people see at their workplaces. Can you talk a little bit more about the chamber member benefit plan? Well, traditionally, when someone goes to buy health insurance for their employees, they're just kind of going through whatever insurance company that they contact, whether it's United Healthcare or Anthem or whoever that is. The chamber benefit plan is essentially the Missouri Chamber of Commerce formed a federation to allow all of these small groups in different chambers throughout the state of Missouri to band together as one large group. And it's a self-funded multiple employer welfare arrangement. So when they say self-funded, it's basically all of these small groups are just putting money into a pot to help share in each other's bills. So Everybody puts money into the pot, they form as one large group, and then whoever has the claims, then that's where it's all paid out. And then it's just uh, the the payments that employees pay in is based on their, the size of their group and age and health and those kind of things. But it can really save people a lot of money. Yeah, because you get buying power from having more people in the plan. Absolutely. And you're cutting out a lot of the administrative costs. So if a group just calls United Healthcare and they're paying United Healthcare for insurance, they're paying all of that money to United Healthcare instead of just what they're going to use plus a little administrative cost. Hmm. Now, the Chamber Benefit Plan, all of the money paid in is for use on medical bills of the members, except for the small portion that is paid as an administrative cost to Anthem just to be the person who pushes the paperwork and pays the claims. Hmm. Interesting. I think that's a great option for a lot of businesses to explore if they haven't already found out about that, because it can be a really challenging thing to get the right benefits program in place for your business. So sounds like a wonderful option. How in the world did you get into insurance? <laughs> I actually fell into insurance on accident. After the military, I was in, worked at JCPenney for 10 years. And during the whole, I don't know if you know, there was a recession back 2008 to 2011, everything went a little bit nutty. And JCPenney did some restructuring and my job was lost and there weren't a lot of jobs to choose from at the time. So a friend of mine talked me into going to an interview with Aflac and I'm like, I'm not an insurance agent. (laughs) Like I, I don't work for commission. I need a paycheck. I know nothing about insurance. And up until that point, insurance had been very frustrating for me because at JCPenney, I get this health insurance packet and it's got different plans. And I don't even know what this says. I don't know what this means. How am I supposed to figure out which one is right for me? And and that's really kind of what pushed me on and through this is because I just kept soaking up as much information as I could to figure out what is the difference and how do I know which one is best for me? 
and passing that information on to people turned out to be very rewarding. Mm. <laughs> so here I am 10 years later, still explaining it every day. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. You know, I mean, I never really, well, I didn't go to college to for a specific job. I went to college to get an education and I kind of stumbled into the world of information technology. That is never what I planned. As a matter of fact, as a philosophy major, it was probably the last thing I ever expected to do. <laughs> but uh, once it got its hooks in me, it kind of reeled me in and then kind of morphed into, into a marketing role for me. So it's always fascinating how your paths wind up kind of taking course sometimes. So how have you seen insurance really change over the time that you've been involved? It's funny because I got into insurance just before the Affordable Care Act came in. So once I kind of got a grasp on what insurance looked like, they changed it all. <laughs> and Dramatic, so probably. it's kind of the good, the bad, and the ugly. There were some great things that came about with that legislation. There were a lot of people that had been left out in the cold that had pre-existing conditions and, and had all these things going on and, and they couldn't get affordable health insurance. And then things got ugly for a while and the cost kept going up and the coverage kept going away. And, and it's been very exciting because specifically this year, we've had some things come back around that are, are more affordable options. The rates are stabilizing. Some of the legislation has made it to where we could actually bring in some more affordable but usable plans that really kind of mimic and look like some of the plans we had pre-ACA. They're just a, a smidge difference to stay within the regulations, but it, it's allowing people to afford coverage who didn't ever think they could afford coverage before. There's a big gap in coverage, and it starts with the people who don't qualify for help paying their premiums on the exchange. If you're low income and you can get help on the exchange paying for your premiums, that's great. But then all of the people who don't qualify for help, but still can't afford the full price of the plan, if they're not offered that through their employer, they're really kind of in a pickle right now. Yeah. It's always um, really frustrated me because if people can't afford to have insurance, and I, I, I get a lot of people can't, we still all pay for that. So it's really important, whatever your political beliefs are, we need to do something better for, for everybody. And so I, I'm glad that things right now look like they've stabilized to a degree and that there are some really great options out there. And you primarily work with businesses, right? I primarily work with businesses, but I have been branching out much more into the individual insurance arena, mainly because up until this year, you could only get an individual insurance plan in the St. Louis metro area well, at least St. St. Louis County, Jefferson County, and St. Charles County, you could only get an individual health insurance plan over the exchange or short-term medical. And while short-term medical has a really bad name or a reputation, it works for some people. It works for some really young, healthy people who just want something just in case. And so there were very limited options. Now this year, Anthem has come back. They're going to be on the exchange and off the exchange, which is a first for us to be able to sell those exchange plans off of the exchange. Now, of course, that's only through December 15th for January 1st coverage. It's open enrollment right now. But they also brought in a, um, a short-term medical plan called Anthem Enhanced Choice that really beefs up what the other short-term medical plans kind of left out. It, it made a much better program, but still at a much lower cost than those exchange plans were. Yeah. So kind of a middle. <laughs> Let's step a little bit back. You talk about employee benefits. So just to reiterate again, I mean, that's more than just 
health insurance. There are several other things that are a part of that, right? Oh, absolutely. And actually, I do a webinar, and I, I think I was calling it uh, the anatomy of an employee benefit plan because there's so much to it, and there's so many different ways to do it. But health insurance, dental, vision, life insurance. Short-term disability. Yep, short and long-term disability, all of those things. And so a lot of small business owners, and that's kind of where I specialize, and that's the five to 40-man group right in there, even down to two-man group. A lot of people don't want to touch that area. There's just not enough money in it. But I mean, those are the people who need the most help. And they're like, well, all this stuff, like, am I supposed to pay for all of this stuff? And no, you know, no, you're not supposed to. But I can tell you which parts most employers help fund, which parts employers pay completely, which parts employers typically make their employees swallow all of the cost on. But you can really put in a pretty broad base of coverage without having to spend a lot of money. The only thing you really have to spend a lot of money on is if you're going to offer employee uh, health insurance, you do have to cover 50% of the employee only cost on that. Um, and that's another a misnomer. We get a lot of calls of people wanting to offer employee benefits, but not fund any of it. And, and it just doesn't work that way. So you don't deal with uh, anything like 401k plans or anything like I that? I don't. I partner with someone who who does that because okay. you could be pretty good at a whole lot of things, but not be great at any of them. And yeah. that is one of those things that you better be pretty darn good at it. So it's, I only have so much available. Yeah. Uh, but still, you could be the the one source that somebody could come to and you can help absolutely. get them connected to the right folks. Absolutely. Yeah. I work with some great partners who do the 401ks and all of the investments and also some great partners who do all of the workers' comp and liability, property, casualty, those insurances as well. Okay, cool. I remember when I managed our our government division in a previous life 20 years ago or so, part of what we had to do whenever we submitted a bid to the federal government is we always had to do rate structure buildup, which includes not only the direct labor, but all of the fringe benefits, which include all of the benefits that you just talked about, whether you offer those or whether you don't, because the government, when they look at these proposals, they have to look at an apples to apples comparison. And so they want you to let, you know, to delineate all of these. And so I know what some of these things are conceptually just because I had to put them into cost proposals, <laughs> but I certainly have no idea how it all works in, on the back end. So I'm glad there are folks like you out there that can help uh, guide us and navigate us in the right direction. So um, if you had maybe uh, two or three practical tips that our listeners could apply to their business, what would you recommend? I think the biggest thing I would say is to look at a true full employee benefits plan and where you're looking at all of the options available, seeing what things that you can put into place. And many of those things are not, not ones that you actually have to fund. And many of them that you do fund are very inexpensive, but people fail to look at some of the extras on there. And that could be the difference between whether that person looking for a job comes to your company or goes somewhere else. So for, for a very small cost or inconvenience, you could have a, a much bigger and more broad benefits policy than you, than you currently have for a lot of employers. The other thing is I talk to business owners all the time and I ask them what insurance plan they currently have and they don't know. You should know that. You should know what your employees have and what the total cost is, because there's often a lot of options where people could save money or do things a little bit differently 
rather than just taking the best plan that they see that seems to cost the most and have the lowest co-pays, there's options as far as HSAs, FSAs, HRAs, there's all kinds of different funding options that could really save you a lot of money in the end and make your plans much more usable if you investigate those options. So do you do anything like an audit of somebody's employee benefits program to really kind of help them see where they're overpaying, where they have gaps and things like that? Because one of the things I see, especially with the trades, the trades are so competitive for people right now. Every tradesman that that we work with, the biggest thing that's limiting their business and their growth of their business is frequently that they can't hire enough of the right people. And so having a great benefits package in place is really, really important. So I would think that that would be something that's really worth considering for a lot of businesses. It is. And on top of that is going back to what I said about knowing what you have, because employees will leave you for a quarter, an hour, 50 cents an hour all day long. And if you're one of the employers who's paying 100% of employee only health insurance and you've got people leaving you for 50 cents, they get to somewhere else and they don't know that that next person is not paying 100%. So they end up losing. Well, if they knew that you were paying 100%, if they knew the, the different things that you were doing that are different, and typically I go in when we have employee benefit conferences in the beginning of the year and explain to people exactly how their benefits work and where to go and, and how much their employer is doing for them because it really makes a difference in people leaving for or whatever, they start to know the questions to ask when they go look at a job somewhere else and go, okay, well, what do you have for this? And what do you have for that? And when that, that next employer says, I don't have that, you're more likely to be able to retain your, your good people. Is that part of the service that you provide to a business? If they needed you to have a little meeting or even record a video that they could have as an asset, just to explain the breadth of, and, and scope of the benefits packages that they have? Absolutely. I am in the process of pivoting just like everyone else every single day at this point. Previously, we had always done where when we sign up a new group, we go in, we do an educational meeting, we help them get the app on their phone. We help them find the urgent care that's closest to them. We show them where to find doctors. We show them how their coverage works and how to best use their coverage to save money. So now we're kind of switching gears and going more to a video based where we can do some video consultations and tutorials that way. Also with Zoom and, and I use Uber Conference a lot to be able to sit and actually talk to employees and screen share with them and show them this is how you log in and this is where you go. And using those in-network providers and knowing when to go to the emergency room, when to go to the urgent care, when telemedicine will be enough those kind of things can save the employee and the employer a ton of money in the end. Your premiums are based on usage. So if you use it more efficiently, then your rates are going to stay down. And using telemedicine or the urgent care or in-network can end up saving you thousands and thousands of dollars next year. That's a great point. Before we go, I wanted to give you an opportunity to let people know how they can find out more about you and your business. I'm pretty much everywhere now because I have a really good marketing guy who tells me that I need to be I need to be everywhere. So you can find me at zimmermanbenefits.com. I'm also Zimmerman Benefits on Facebook, Zimmerman Benefits on Instagram. 
I have a Twitter. Uh, it's Rachel Zimmerman, but the my the last N is a three. I, I got it a long time ago. Apparently didn't do that right. <laughs> also on LinkedIn. So I'm kind of all over the place, but you can easily find me at any one of those venues, whichever one of them is uh, your most preferred, or you could just give me a call at 636-336-6646, which is my new Google voice number. People keep marking it as incorrect, but it's, it's correct. I'm, I'm switching. Okay. <laughs> all right, cool. Yeah. And we'll, uh, we'll make sure we get that information on the show notes when we get this published. So Rachel, thanks so much for taking time with us today. I really enjoy talking to you. Like I said, it's, it's always a lot of fun. I know you know what you're doing and that's really important. So thanks so much. Great. Thank you for having me. All right. Thanks. Take care. We want to thank all of you for taking the time to listen to today's podcast. Please be sure and subscribe to the local St. Charles podcast in your podcast software. We'd love for you to rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. And please don't forget to visit localstcharles.com for more episodes, information on local businesses, free resources, and a link to set up a free consultation with the host of this podcast. Thanks again and stay tuned. Hi, Ken Tucker here from Changescape Web. We've put together an ebook on social media marketing for small businesses called The Anytown Small Business Guide to Kick Butt Social Media. To get this ebook, simply send a blank email to localSTC at bcast.email. That's localSTC at bcast.email. Thank you.